Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host JT, and today I am joined by the one and only Flex Rated. So, hey, how y'all doing? So uh, thanks to you uh, for joining us today on the show, Flex. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you and have you on the show today. Um, you know, I definitely got some interesting questions for you. So prior to this recording, you were telling me a little bit about that you're a former bodybuilder and a fitness model that turned into an independent pro wrestler. So kind of starting from the beginning, like what got you into the whole like bodybuilding and the fitness modeling? Well, what I started that in 2010. I just I hired a personal trainer because one of my friends was actually into the figure competitive um, competitions. And so she had told me about him and I was like, well, I just want to get in shape, but that looks really cool. Maybe, you know, I could do that sometime, but I was just really trying to just lose weight and just get out of my, you know, my office chair. So I started training with her trainer and he said, you know, you should consider competing, you know, after like a few weeks in of my training. And so I did my first show in Savannah, Georgia, and I got fourth place. And then after that, I decided to take it to a higher level. So I started competing um, nationally with the National Physique Committee NPC, which is kind of like the amateur um, company that's linked to the IFBB, the people that compete for like the Olympia and the Arnold. And I never got a pro card. I did it for about seven years, but I did compete nationally for quite some time and I loved it. But then I noticed that a lot of girls that were getting pro cards were getting signed you know, by NXT, like Alex Bliss and, um, mm -hmm. and a few others. And I was just like, well, I've loved wrestling since I was around five, six years old. And I've been wanting to do that since, like, since I can remember, since I was like 18. It just never, you know, never materialized until later in life. And so I was like, well, I'm going to give it a shot. So I contacted WWE4 in Atlanta, even though I was living all the way down here in Hinesville, Georgia, which is like closer to Savannah, we're actually closer to Florida. And I contacted them because I just wanted some information just to know how to get into the business. And they said, well, we're doing a show in, um, on Labor Day weekend. This was back in 2013. And we need someone to valet one of our guys. And we'd love for you to come. And so I ended up valeting um, one of their students. And actually, my trainer now, A.R. Fox, was one, of, was one of his opponents. It was a triple threat match. And I was just blown away by everything, obviously blown away by AR Fox and what he could do in the ring. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Like I love valeting and managing, but I really want to do that. So I started training in um, Statesboro, Georgia with APW. I trained there for probably about like a few months, not long. And then I ended up getting a job that got in the way of wrestling and some other things that got in the way of wrestling. So I took a hiatus for a good I'd say about three, almost four years, and I ended up moving to Texas and started training at DFW All Pro in um, Arlington, Texas, and I did that for about two, almost three years, and now I'm back in Georgia and currently training, obviously not training right now because of what's going on, Yeah. but training with AR Fox, so I graduated from WWE 4 back in February, and that was right around the time, right before the whole shutdown of everything. But yeah, that's some of my story. <laughs> gotcha. So kind of like, cause I'm, I'm going to kind of get back to some of the other stuff you brought sure. up later in that, but I'm going yeah, back yeah. to like the fitness modeling and all that. Like I, I've heard a lot of stories, you know, at least with like the Victoria's Secret models, like, like 24 mm -hmm. hours before the show, they have to have like, they can't eat anything and stuff like that. Is that how mm -hmm. it goes with fitness modeling too? Like get that It really depends. Time? Yeah, you're, it's, it is a strict diet. It really does depend on your trainer and also like how what they give, what they tell you to eat, as well as the type of training you're doing. So if you're one of those people who's a cardio bunny, who's doing a lot of cardio, 
you may get to eat a little bit more, you know, the day of the show, as opposed to someone who doesn't do a whole lot of cardio at all. So I've had different trainers where one time, you know, there was a time where I did 12 weeks of just straight, like no carbs until the week of the show. And then I had some trainers that didn't even really alter my carbs at all. They're like, you look fine. Just pull your water a little bit or whatever. So it really just depends. But overall, yeah, it was pretty strict. I mean, I didn't really season any of my food. It was pretty bland. I, I just tried to keep it as clean as possible for the most part while I was training. But then I learned, you know, different tricks from so many other um other you know nutritionists and personal trainers and posing coaches that i was able to you know have a decent you know pretty decent showing in most of my shows so but yeah, yeah it's very true. very strenuous i think the diet is actually to me worse than the working out itself yeah Just like because i mean me like yeah. I, I need a burger i need a slice of pizza i could <laughs> right. not do that and especially like not <laughs> anything for like 24 hours like some of the stories i heard obviously it makes sense and you know yeah that's crazy i've never done that <laughs> yeah I, I need to eat like because that's that to me that's that that just seems very unhealthy you know yeah you know you yeah. need i've never food. met anyone that had to do that it's really extreme but yeah, you know everybody has their own routine i guess <laughs> So, like, as far as, like, getting past that, you know, um, started the valet and stuff like that, like, that is sometimes how people get into the business, and it can benefit them. Like, some people mm -hmm. forget, oh, yeah. like, Braun Strowman, he started out as one of those goofy people from um, Adam Rose's little party people mm -hmm. that come out and stuff like that. Right, right. You know, that, that happened. That's how you get in, you know, your foot in the door. Um, so, yeah. I have to actually, too, you said you started training in Texas. I started training in Statesboro, but I didn't train there very long. It was, that was back in 2013, 2014. And then I took like a three-year break because of my job. And so I ended up going to Texas and I tried out for DFW All-Pro in 2017. And then I stopped training there once I actually moved to Georgia um, this year. And I hope I'm correct. Is that the school that Booker T runs? No, that's, um, that's ROW. Um, oh, okay. Bugatti runs um, DFW All-Pro. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, cause I I do know that you know Booker T has a training school somewhere around oh, yeah. Texas, right? Great. You know, so mm -hmm. I, and I I know that's a pretty popular place to go. So I just wanted to ask yeah. about that. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I, one of the wrestlers that I had on the show previously, they trained under Booker. I think it was um oh, nice. Nina Monet. I think. But, okay, yeah, I know I know Nina. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> she she's sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was either her or it was um. Robin Reed was one of the two, but yeah, they uh, trained there, and it, 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 he seems like a really great guy and a great teacher, someone that, you know, would be a great yeah. mentor. Very, very nice. I actually met him at one of the ladies' night out shows that they do um, back in, Jul I think it was either July or August, and yeah, he's very, very nice. So tell me a little bit about the beginning stages of your training, you know, to be a wrestler. Like, how intense was it physically <laughs> and mentally? It was more, it was very intense physically. When I first started, I didn't really learn a whole lot about psychology, but I did learn a lot of the basics. Um, I did get hurt. I think my first week of training, I ended up concussing myself by taking a bump incorrectly, not realizing how important it is to me to tuck my neck because I was, I wasn't a full on bodybuilder. I was actually in like fitness and bikini. So I didn't train traps. So I didn't know the importance of making sure that you have really strong, you know, neck muscles and like upper body muscles in order to make sure you keep your chin tucked. So you remember that, that muscle memory will be there. So I got my first like rude awakening on my first bump in training. And it wasn't until I moved to Texas that it really got turned up like at a thousand as far as mm -hmm. the physical training and the mental, as far as learning about ring psychology 
and character development because I was flex rated in 2013, but I didn't really have like a moniker as far as like us, like, oh, I'm the bald and bougie baddie. Like I was when I had, you know, when I was bald or like now the undisputed bougie way, I was just like kind of like a creative wrestler. Like I was cute and you know, my hair was cute and I wore cute clothes and that was about it. It was just, oh, she's cute and she can move well. But now I feel just because of the rigorous training that I've received, not just in DFW, but also at WA4 with um, AR Fox, I've become, I feel like I've evolved into an actual character that I can, and I feel like I can continue to evolve as my, as my, you know, my career moves forward. Yeah, that's one of the, like, you know, some, you know, a lot of fans don't realize how important, like, a character is until you really, like, think about it. So just kind of explain, you know, how, like, important you feel like a character is. Because, I mean, in this world of wrestling, there's a lot of great wrestlers, you know, oh, yeah. it, as far as being a good wrestler, it is hard to stand out from your wrestling, you know, skills alone. Characters mm-hmm. are extremely important. And I mean, you, I can give you a million and one um, examples, you know, like The Rock. He doesn't even have to wrestle. He just goes out there and just looks around. Right. People get excited because it's The Rock. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so in your opinion, you know, just explain to us just how important you think a mm-hmm. character is and, you know, how hard is it's- it to develop one? It's just as important as, and just as hard as, say, doing, writing a movie or creating a character in a movie or in a book. You know, you're not going to be interested in that character watching a movie and not knowing who they are. You know, if they're just, just some, you know, random person with no name, no charisma, no personality, they're just there like a drone just sitting there. You know what I mean? You're not going to be as invested if they don't have some sort of relatability if they don't piss you off or if they don't make you root for them in some way, that's important. You know, I don't care how good of a wrestler you are. It's so important to have something to, you know, to, to grasp onto, give those fans something to hold on to, especially in this time that we're in right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's so important to, to have that escape, you know, right now for those people to have that escape. So especially now, it's really important to be able to have a character that just resonates with people. You know, and everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to have their preference. Some people like characters that are, you know, like the, like Orange Cassidy. And then some people like a character like a Braun Strowman. It just depends on what their tastes are. But mm. if you do something, like you said, it's those little things, like you said, the, like the rock. It's those tiny little things that you do. It doesn't even have to be all the big things that he does. Just the little eyebrow that became iconic. Just from an eyebrow. Right? People raise exactly. their eyebrows every day. I see it but, still to this day. People do it. Yeah. <laughs> when the rock does it it's like it's like boom and everybody just explodes so yeah you're you're correct it it, it does make a difference and it's, it takes more than just being good in the ring it's also it's both you know and it goes both ways too exactly. you can't just have all this nice gear and be trash in the ring <laughs> you know exactly you know? that makes sense too i mean <laughs> like mm-hmm. as far as like the character point like like you mentioned like it it gives us that sense of excitement. Like it, like for me, like when a wrestler with a character that I like comes out, I feel like a kid again. I will sometimes even yeah. mimic the entrance. You know, I'm a 30 year old guy and I'll still mimic, you know, like when Ricochet comes out, I stick my hand up in the air like he does, you know, right, right. Triple H comes. It, it's just, you know, it's like you said, relatable. It's what you like and what your taste is. And that plays mm-hmm. such a large role in a lot of people you know don't really think of that like because i see people all the time 
you know, on Twitter, social media in general, just saying, hey, why isn't this wrestler getting pushed? They're so good. And this, and I, I don't obviously say, because I, you know, but I'm like, you know, maybe they should improve a little bit on their character, you know, because that, that character is just, it's everything. And I've seen it happen, you know, a million times yeah. where even if they weren't a bad character before seeing them evolve into something else, Mm-hmm. um because like i can give you a pretty good example um like the new day i've always like i, I always mm-hmm. love kofi kingston i've, I've yeah. always thought he was a great wrestler but when they you know came together as a faction first i wasn't really buying it but then when they evolved to that mm-hmm. whole like the bootios and all that i was so yes. in love with them coming out they were yes, so entertaining here. yeah mm-hmm. so it's like evolving in the business is extremely important you know too and it's yeah. like not every wrestler too can all you know just do the same thing forever like you know the rock can he's stone cold can but a lot of wrestlers need to evolve and that's another thing i want to ask you because like chris jericho is probably one of the better examples of wrestlers who've evolved yeah he, he evolves like every year and he's just like brilliant mm-hmm. so like when it comes to evolving like in your opinion like how important do you think that is and you know how like I don't want to say how often should someone evolve because I think that just comes mm-hmm. when it comes and all. Yeah, it's, it's like, organic. It really just depends on that person's, on, on that character really and the direction that they're going in the storylines. You know, it, it just really depends because like you said, Stone Cold, it's always Stone Cold. But then you also look at, you know, Jericho's one of my favorites when it comes to a character that's evolving, but also The Undertaker. You know, as long as The Undertaker's been in, he was also, you know, he wasn't just a dead man. He was Badass Taker. You know what I mean? And I love Badass Taker. <laughs> I love Dead Man, but I really, really, there's something about Biker Taker that I don't know that just drew me in. I was like, wow, yeah, I can totally dig this. It's different, but it works. You know what I mean? And so I feel those are that those are the people or some people that I do look up to as far as when it comes to building my character more. Like even now, my character is starting to evolve, and it's going to be different in in some ways. Not com- not a complete 180, but in some little ways, I am tweaking flex rated. So when I do come back, people are going to be like, "Whoa, really?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and see, like that's the kind of thing. Like with everything going, you know, on right now, that does give a lot of wrestlers an opportunity to sit back and just like really think, yes. and, you know, come up with the ideas to tweak their characters and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so like kind of like bringing that up, like how is this affecting, you know, all these wrestlers on the independent circuit? You know, because not mm-hmm. obviously you can't wrestle right now. I, I know right. that. Um, I mean, it's affecting everyone. You know. You know in the United States and all all around the world when it comes to working as well. But a lot of wrestlers really hinge on them bookings, you know, and and I'm seeing a lot of, even in WWE, I'm seeing a lot of wrestlers like kind of going and gravitate, gravitating towards newer things that they're on Twitch streaming all the time. They're working on their YouTube stuff like that. So in general, Mm -hmm. like, how do you think this will affect the business, you know, from here on out? I'm hoping that it'll affect it in a good way as far as um, creative goes and just different challenging, not just wrestlers, but also writers to really think even more outside the box. Because now, because there's no audience there, you notice WWE is having to do in some cases, especially with like the pay-per-views you saw, um, was it the, the um, Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse? Like yeah. that was different. It was. And I'm not saying do that for every match. That would just be overload, I think, in my opinion. But just thinking to, you know, turn, flipping the switch during this epidemic or this pandemic and doing something like that, it does make you say, hey, maybe they should do this a little more often, or maybe they should look into their storylines and do something different. You know what I mean? 
because you, you can't keep doing the same thing in the position that we're in now. And with like indie wrestlers, you know, it's devastating because we don't have, you know, that, not that I would want to be out there, you know, not social distancing myself. Cause I know some people are probably a little leery. The ones that are working are kind of, I'm pretty sure they have, some people have their feelings about that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but as far as indie wrestling, even though we know that we're not going to be wrestling right now, it doesn't negate the fact that we're devastated by it, you know, that mm-hmm. we're, so we're really, a lot of us people that I know, we're, you know, either tweaking our characters or where some people are even starting their own Patreons, you know, I've even considered it, maybe, I'm not sure yet, like, I kind of toyed with the idea, just got to figure out, you know, what I want to, you know, touch on and talk about, um, that's my niece, hey, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely changed the landscape for pro wrestling, you know, it turned it on its ear, and so people mm-hmm. are going to have to, I feel, work a lot harder to gain, you know, that audience back, and to get, you know, new fans as well, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it, it's hard to say how it's going to, like, affect, like you said, it is forcing, you know, like, the companies that are still going right now to be creative and try new things. Yeah. I, I do think that, like, I, I kind of, like, worry, like, when things kind of start going back to normal, when these, you know, companies, you know, promotions start having events, are we going to see a whole bunch of people buying these tickets because they, they haven't been able to go for so long or are people still going to be scared to go out like that's right you know are these wrestling events are they are they going to limit their ticket sales and have you know the chairs spaced out a little more like it's it's really scary and like every state's going to be yeah. different obviously but like i'm mm-hmm. i'm here in maryland i go to mcw all the time um the event that we were supposed to yeah. go to in march was postponed to may now it's postponed to september so we're not going to get anything right. you know at least until september um, another mm-hmm. event that I was supposed to go to in Jersey was postponed till July. Hopefully that don't get, oh, wow. but it's like, it, we don't know when things are going to open right. up. Exactly. But, you know, like you mentioned, it can, you know, really benefit, you know, I, I think it will benefit, you know, a lot of ways too. like, it, it will definitely, it allows you all to heal and rest up. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. I've, you know, I, I communicate with a few different wrestlers from the indie circuit, and one of my favorites, she has, like, a shoulder issue, and now this has obviously given her that mm-hmm. opportunity to rest it, and it is, right. you know, giving people that opportunity to figure out their characters or just figure out other things, too, like you said, like Patreons, YouTubes, mm-hmm. you know, streams, all that kind of stuff, which can right. really get people over, like, people might oh, yeah. see them on, you know, Twitch, and they're like, oh, cool, they're a wrestler, let me check out, the, you know what I mean, so it, it right. could benefit them. Um, hopefully that, you know, everyone's doing okay financially. Cause you know, like I said, some wrestlers mm-hmm. do hinge on that. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a crazy, like you are the first wrestler that I've had on the show since this pandemic has really like oh, wow. gone in full effect. So it's just like talking in, yeah. you know, about everything that's going on and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as like after everything is gets back and you know everything gets back to normal, what are your um, your long term goals in wrestling? Like, do you are do you, are you, do you have goals to go into like NXT, WWE, AEW? Absolutely. Yes, NXT, WWE, AEW, pretty much. Especially you know NXT and WWE. Those that's like the the big the big goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna sure coded. That's where I want to be <laughs> you know, one day. You know, it doesn't matter whether I'm a wrestler because I mean, I've been like I said, I've been trained as a valet and as a manager. I've even done a little bit of color commentary, and I noticed, you know, there's not a lot of women that do commentary, and that's something that I've actually been interested in doing in the past as well. So, you know, even if they didn't see me as a wrestler for them, 
if they were to offer something else, you know, I'd, I'd be open to it because mm-hmm. I love all facets of the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, you know, it's good to have all those skills and be willing to do all that because it can, you know, just benefit you and just getting your foot into the door. You can start right. out as, you know, a commentary or, you know, a valet and then work your way up in wrestling. Or it's good for life after wrestling too because you can't mm-hmm. wrestle forever. You can move on to wow. the other things, the backstage roles, commentary all that kind of right. stuff. So it's good being versatile and being willing to do all that. Um, I know like Samoa Joe seems like he's kind of going into that role of commentary, which, yeah. you know, I know he's put his body through a lot throughout the year. So that, that's mm-hmm. definitely good for him. Um, what are yeah, some of your yeah. dream opponents? Ooh, my dream opponents. Um, there's so many, I have a long list and a lot of them have already been signed. <laughs> like, Aja Pereira, she was on my list, but now she's successful. She just made her debut, you know, refereeing on Raw. Shouts out to her. But I mean, Holly Dead is one is one huge one. Um, Kira Hogan, Eva Lee, those are like three that, and Jazz are like the, the four oh. off the top of my head that I would really love to face one day. You know, that really excites me that you mentioned Holly Dead. She's actually my favorite wrestler on this planet. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> I, met her a I just. Times too. I did an interview with her for our, our O-Face blog recently. So, yeah, she, she is yeah. wild. She is she is awesome. I mean, you know, that would be yeah. a really fun match to see you two in. Oh, yeah. She looks like she'd be a lot of fun because I've seen her wrestle some, um, a few girls from DFW All Pro, I think, about a year ago. And I was like, wow, yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to get in the ring with her and give it a go one day. <laughs> yeah that's like the thing too is just having fun in the ring too like yeah it oh yeah that's know, important just all business like it's just having fun too and just you know being creative and you know, doing you know crazy things what is like yeah. the craziest stunt you've ever done in the ring <laughs> um I had well it was actually done to me um I have it, it's actually like it's like a two-parter so there was a time when I came out in a wig and I had a scuffle with one of the girls and she accident. I think she didn't accidentally, she was trying to pull me back and slam me to the floor, but she snatched my wig off and the crowd just went nuts. They, they went ape crazy. And I was already bald. Like I had my fade going and everything. So it wasn't like I was raggedy up under there. Like I had a mm-hmm. nice tight fade, but it was still funny because people weren't expecting that to happen. Like, yeah. What in the world? <laughs> That, and I get recognized for that still to this day. <laughs> I gotta look funny. that up on YouTube now if it's on there. Yeah, it should be on YouTube, and I think it's on Facebook somewhere. There's a gift floating around. If somebody has sent it to World Star, but I don't know if it actually stuck. When they uh, sent it I gotta to check that World out now. Star. Yeah, yeah some, it's something. <laughs> Something like that happened at an MCW event that I went to in December. I'm not going to say the oh, name of the wrestler, but her wig yeah. got pulled back. And not oh. all the way off, but it was like halfway mm-hmm. off. And she still kept wrestling and going. So That's a trooper. That's how you're supposed to do it. Exactly. Just, you know, the <laughs> show must go on. Yeah. And it's funny because the two-parter to that, to my wig being snatched, came about almost a year later where we were fighting, it was me, and I had, a, we were in a six-man tag, so it was me and two other girls, and um, they, we were supposed to be fighting three other girls, but two of the guys were part of the girls' faction that we were fighting, but they were dressed as women. So they had, like, the push-up bras, and they had the wigs, and they had, like, these ski masks on, so no one could, could tell that they were, you know, not women. And so we're wrestling them, and then all of a sudden, the, the gimmick was that, we were supposed to snatch, you know, their masks off and reveal who they were. Well, one of the guy's mask, I think 
either the mask fell off or the wig fell off. I think the wig, but I think both. I can't remember. Either way, he lost one something, and it was the actual the same exact wig that fell off his head. Is the same exact wig that I had on that got snatched off my head. So people, even when they know, they noticed that they're like, "Oh my god, that was a nice little callback there to your wig snatch a year ago." I was like, oh, "I'm glad you noticed that." <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. I am really like interested yeah. to look that up. Yeah, it's um, pretty funny. <laughs> So last question I have for you, what, like, yeah. what stipulation, like, have you never done that you would want to do, like, as far as, like, kind of, like, from a hardcore standpoint, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. casket match, thumbtacks, you know, something, like, intense. Is there anything that you'd be willing to do that you haven't? Oh, yeah, TLC match. I've been hit with a chair already, but I've never, like, gotten thrown into a table or jumped off of a ladder. I want to do, like, a full-on TLC match. That's, like, my mm-hmm. goal. As far as like that's about as hardcore as I'm gonna get. <laughs> okay, sure so no thumbtacks. no thumbtacks or fire. No thumbtacks, you know, but... no no lights, nah. <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty old school with that. Like I love. We don't see that much in wrestling anymore. I think the last time we saw thumbtacks in yeah. WWE was Jericho and Ambrose. But it's just like I still get mm-hmm. excited because th- that that's the like upper tier yeah. like intense stuff, and it's just like it, it gives me oh, yeah. that like old school attitude era vibes. Oh, heck yeah. I love when other people do it. <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to do it. I don't know if I would want to do it, too. I love watching other people do it. I think it's great. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but I forgot the – it was a match with um, – well, he's John Moxley now, but he was fighting some yeah. guy in AEW, and he threw – he picked him up, slammed his feet on the tacks, and the look oh, on geez. his face, his eyes rolled back <laughs> oh, in his head. God. I was like, I, you can't pay me enough to do that. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's nuts. It, it is, but I mean, you know, a lot of these wrestlers are tough as nails and old they'll, they'll yep. go all out. So, I mean, kudos to them yeah. for, you know, wanting to entertain us. Oh, yeah, totally. All right. So, Flex, I think that, you know, wraps up our interview here. Um, so, thank you for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. And it was a pleasure having you. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. And no problem at all. Do you want to share some of your social media? Sure. Um, on Twitter, I'm flex rated, but the three, the second three, so it's F E L F L E X R A T number three D is um, is my name on Twitter. Not the the regular. If you spell it just like flex rated, you're gonna find my old bodybuilding page, which is fine. I just don't have access to it. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, I'm just at flex rated, spelled normal. Same thing with um Instagram or Instagram and Facebook. I'm the same, flex rated, spelled normal. All right, you heard it, guys. Make sure you follow her on all the social media platforms. Also, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at O-Face Wrestling. Uh, thank you all for tuning in today. And once again, thank you so much again, Flex, for uh, joining us today here on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>